Welcome to the Developer Spotlight on the Full Dive Gaming Podcast. In the Developer Spotlight, we sit down with VR industry professionals. This week, Jay and Nat are sitting down with Charlie Wanison, developer of the App Lab Experience Luna Episode 1 Left Behind. Charlie, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Hey, we're, we're super excited. We, we played Luna. We talked about it a little bit on the other podcast, but before we get too far, we got to say a quick thank you to our sponsor, Asterian Products. They make this new Aura Asterian headset stand. Ooh. This is version two, has slots for the controllers. If you want to check them out, go on Amazon, use code FULLDIVE10 for 10% off. For people out there who haven't heard of Luna Episode 1, do you want to give them a little summary of what the game is and what it's about? It's an episodic uh, story-driven game, sort of like a Telltale game in VR. The story is about the adventure of a small robot, the player character, and a little girl named Luna. And they're both trying to survive an AI apocalypse and they have to help each other out. If you haven't heard of it, it's one of the highest rated, uh, highest rated games on App Lab. That was actually how I found the game. I was looking at one, I was looking at free games, but I was also looking to make a list of top rated free games and this jumped to the top of App Lab. So I was super excited to check it out. How did you come up with the idea for the story? So it started back in 2018. Like I, I just finished my contract working at EA and I was trying to see if I can do something on my own. You know, I wanted to work on my own game. I like storytelling, I like VR. So I was looking to combine, you know, new technology with my passion. I, I was thinking, you know, what, what kind of story that I wanted to tell with VR. And I think um, in VR, when you have a, a character, it feels a whole lot more special when you interact with them. So I was trying to focus on, you know, the relationship between the player and that companion character and put them both on a journey, you know, going through good times and bad times and, and, and see how the relationship develops from that. It started with Luna, right? I, I, I came up with the character first and then I came up with, with the plot, you know, how, in what situation should I put them in? And I, I like the idea of trying to survive and having to, to help each other. I also didn't like um, too much action. So I was, you know, giving some special powers to the player character, but then I thought it would it would be more interesting if you're just, you know, a small robot, a commercial robot who doesn't really have any combat capabilities, but you are both, you know, struggling to to survive in this world. So I thought that was interesting, and I thought it would be pretty emotional um, in VR um, because normally when you look at movies or TV shows, uh, when you see characters develop relationships you know it's it's not you it's not the player it's it's their characters but in vr i i feel like that feels much more personal and and spatial for sure and i i loved one aspect where there's the voice recognition and you're saying these lines to help move the story forward and i right. that really you are in it you're not just mm -hmm. like a passive observer. And I feel like that's, you don't see that much in these more story driven games because like you were mentioning with, you know, with combat and stuff, that's usually how you're interacting with the world in games. And so I really liked how there's voice recognition. It brings you in, you're a character, but you don't have to be, you know, shooting or hitting stuff because I get sick of the all the shooter games. 
Uh, so I was really interested to hear, how did you set up the voice recognition mechanic in the game? Back in my uh, graduate school, I had some experience working with that technology uh, in VR. And, and I found out that, you know, there's a lot of limitations, like, you know, sometimes it doesn't work or like if you have an accent or if you, if you doesn't say it uh, with the right tone, then uh, sometimes it doesn't work. But when it does work, it feels like magic. You know, mm -hmm. you are able to connect with the character. So I was willing to bet on that magic that, you know, people will, will be attracted to this. But, you know, even when it feels like a magic, it will wear off. You have to have something else for the, for the player to stay. And in my case, I hope that it is the story that keep the players here. I also like to mention something. This is not the first game that, that has used uh, voice recognition in VR. Here the goal. You, you can talk uh, back and forth, but you don't have a storyline. So mm -hmm. I was, you know, building on top of that. There's another game called Impatient. It's a mm -hmm. horror game in VR and you can talk to a character. But that, that game, I would argue that, you know, you're not really building a relationship with the character you're talking to. And, and the story is, is kind of different. So, so, you know, I was hoping that um, I use voice recognition in a way that enhances the storytelling and, and make the player um, connect with the characters more meaningfully. I definitely think you nailed it on that because... I've played Gary the Goal before and it, it does just feel like, okay, you're saying stuff and eh, whatever. But when you don't have that connection or that story, it isn't that cool. So it really, it really does make a difference having that story and that connection with the character that, you know, mm -hmm. having the two together really does make it magic. Also, the thing with Gary the Goal is that the voice recognition is... Um, open-ended you don't have any lines you can you know try to say a lot of things and you know if it's one of the um, expected responses it will trigger some conditions and the girl will, will say something back to you um, according to the script for Luna it's it's it doesn't have that kind of freedom but in a good way that kind of push the players uh, into the storyline, into the narrative that, that we want them to go through. So, you know, you, you did mention that it's kind of like acting, but essentially what I wanted to do is, you know, put you, push you through this story together with the character. And it's just the voice recognition is just, you know, a means to, uh, it's a, it's a make believe, you know, you really nailed that. You, you, you're getting this world and it's one of those games. It is a, there is a degree of you get in, you get out what you put in. And so for me, when I went into it, I was like, I'm going to try and say every line. I'm going to treat this like a real person. I'm going to try to really do this. And I think that developed such a connection that the game became very emotional to me. Even yeah. it was, it was a lot to expect. The one thing that I'm thinking about the game right now in its current state, and I, I want to recommend this to everyone. I want everyone to try this, but there's a few glitches that made me have to restart the game a few times. And so I'm nervous to be like, go play this because I don't want people to get frustrated. Is there fixes coming for those glitches? Yes, within this month. Um, I, I, I'm aware of, of the um, the bugs that you mentioned. And there's also a workaround. Like if, if you're watching this and you are um, experiencing the same bug, um, the workaround right now is just uh, when you grab an item, you know, you just hold the trigger once and let go. And, you know, don't hold on to anything. 
we're gonna make it so that the bug is impossible to happen, like regardless of, of what you do. But right now, I, I I believe the workaround is to pull and release, and then you know that's it. Yeah. Okay. Good time. Problem is, people are holding the device; they're holding the object and continuing to hold the trigger, and that's what's mm-hmm. triggering the instance with the other trigger. Even with the bug, though, that you know, sometimes you'd have to restart the game. The mm-hmm. game is so good, you don't really care. It's like, <laughs> it, okay, maybe I have to go back into this. Maybe I even had to try a couple times, but I don't care. I just want to know what happens next. I want to see, you know, what happens with these characters. So, yeah. But that is exciting that there's patches coming. Just talking more about how we felt playing this game. Both of us had very emotional reactions to the game. Jeremiah cried one time during the game i was like oh maybe i'll cry once maybe uh i was crying through the whole thing because i just lo- i just loved the character so much you just really quickly connect to luna and you just want you just want what's best for her and you want her to be okay and so yeah i it's just a very emotional game I was wondering if you've gotten similar feedback from other people about having emotional experiences to the game. I would think so. The ratings and the reviews have been really positive. Um, I'm not sure if a lot of people cried. You know, they they did say that they they got emotional. Um, I certainly personally didn't expect people to cry, you know, because it's in VR. I I don't want to like push you too hard because then Mm -hmm. your face might be messy. I wanted the, the players to get connected with the character. And there's one thing interesting, you know, in, in your last uh, podcast, you mentioned, you compared it to uh, The Walking Dead, um, the first season, which is also my, my favorite game. Mm-hmm. I would say that, you know, that game had hours um, in, in length to make you feel connected to the characters and to think that you you would get attached and, and cry for the character in, in Luna in just about half an hour. I, I think that's that's a, that's really interesting. I, I wasn't expecting that a, a actually, but um, yeah, glad, glad to hear that you, you found it emotional. Yeah, I definitely, I think it just, you just did an amazing job of just the things that happen in the game mm-hmm. and the moments with Luna just really gets you. It's like just, so quickly you feel so connected to her and i think it also like we talked about saying the lines that are in there and really i for me made that emotion come forward more because i also just you know cry with stuff a lot in a good way (laughs) but it's like the the act of talking and singing the things also, I think kind of brings up the emotions. I think it's not just me though. I think it's the, um, the magic of VR because like, even if you look at the walking dead, you know, telltale the walking dead, the story happens and revolves around two characters that you're just watching. Like, sure. You have some agency. You can like make um, choices and control what they do. But like at the end, you're just watching them react to each other. But in VR, you have this effect of like, I'm doing something for her and she's doing something for me. You know, it, it gets personal. And like like you mentioned, you know, you, you get you get to choose your name. You know, I, I, I wanted 
if I could, I, I would have allowed for any English name, but you know, there's a limitation. So I have to like um, give you the, the freedom of choosing one of the two names, but it's still personal. It's still, you know, it, it's um, customizing. It's like, it, 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 it revolves around your choices. And hopefully that makes you feel even more personal. I do wonder if some people's feedback, they haven't mentioned the emotional part as much because your game has mm -hmm. a structure to it where episode one right now, people can get chapter one for free and chapter one is great, but it's not the part that got me at all. And then you pay a dollar 99 to unlock the other four chapters. One ninety nine one time unlocks four whole chapters. Now it was at like chapter four or five that it was like, okay, this got heavy for me. And so a lot of people probably only played the first free chapter, I'm guessing, and didn't see the rest of it. Or even like our other host, Lipnox, he had only played that one, didn't know more had come out since. So he wanted to go and try the other ones. So I'm thinking about that price structure, how you added that over time, but also it wasn't necessarily announced to everyone. Hey, there's new chapters now. What do you think? Is that the right price? Is that the right way to drop these? Or would it be better to maybe drop them all at once? So here's what happened. Um, in late 2021, I released the, the free demo. That wasn't my plan. But like, as I was working on this, I got nervous and I was scared if, if people were going to like this. So I decided to make the first chapter you know, free and available as soon as it's ready, um, just to get some feedback. So after that, you know, the feedback has been positive. People kept saying like, oh, I want more of this. I, I want to see what's, what happen, uh, what's going to happen next. Uh, last year, I think in, in August or, or November, um, I released the full game. So after that, I tried to um, promote it. Uh, I did like I, I did run ads on social media, but, you know, I didn't have a lot of budget. So maybe not a lot of people uh, heard about it. About the price point. You know, I, I had a talk with my potential publisher. They were interested in, in publishing the game, actually. And they said, you know, they would help push this onto the main store. Um, but they wanted 20% um, of the revenue. So I was like thinking hard about this because usually when you, when you get a publisher, um, they will help you with the production, you know. And so I was like, hmm, I worked really hard on this game and like i i don't want to say like they didn't help with anything because like um the the percentage of the revenue goes up and down depending on how much help they provided you or how much funding they helped you with so they you know they said you know 20 percent of revenue is already low at the end i decided that i would try my luck and, and see if i can push it onto the main store by myself so i have to set the price point really low at first, if it does get onto the main store. And as somebody has suggested to me, you know, one of the players, they, they send me a, a, a tweet, uh, they send me a, a direct message and saying that the price is too low. If I get to onto the main store, I can adjust it later. You know, that that's something to consider, you know, at the end of the day, you know, when I make a, a game like this, I'm totally prepared to uh, fail financially. Uh, because it's it's a hard sale, you know, there's no retention, there's no multiplayer. If I don't get to make another one, I at least want people to uh, to experience this as much as possible. So uh, hence the, the low price point. Well, I hope you can make more episodes. <laughs> there's a small chance. I, I can talk about that as well. So when I when I made the first episode, I did get some funding from from Oculus through one of their in initiative programs. But after that, you know, right now that program is, is not open. So 
and I'm not sure if I can get more money from the same channel. But um, you know, looking forward, if I were to be able to make more games like this, I would have to get some funding. If not from Oculus, then from someone else. And there's something going on that that I cannot talk about. But um, we'll have we'll, we'll have to wait um, how how that uh, plays out. If I get to make this, of course I I'm gonna make it. You know, it's it's my passion to do to do storytelling. But if not, you know, I'll, I'll see if I can adjust a little bit. You know, try to pivot and see if I can make games that will be more popular but still have a great uh, storytelling element. I love story-driven games, and I want to see more of that for sure, especially yeah. for VR games. And one of the things too that made me get really emotional in this game without giving any spoilers, Luna was different from other people. I just wanted to give her a hug and I couldn't because I was a robot. <laughs> but do you think that Luna being different from other people helps people playing the game that maybe feel marginalized in society, feel more connected to the story? Yes, definitely. Or at least I would hope so. Um, when I designed the character, um, you know, this was back in around 2018-2019. It was the age of superhero movies. And and I, I you know, I like them. I, I like those movies, but I watched them and I, I thought to myself, you know, the 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 heroes um, sure, they have some flaws, but like they are all either good looking or really, really smart or really, really rich. Um, so I was uh, I was thinking if I can create a, a hero or a heroine who is just you know an average per person and has some flaws, and then that flaw maybe um, turn out to be a, a superpower. Um, that was the idea. So yeah, I was hoping that it has a voice that will help people who feel um, not so accept accepted in the society and, and you know, have the courage um, to, to be themselves and, and accept who they are. That's so awesome. I love it. Well, I think one thing that you really nailed in this, you know, a lot of games, they 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 can fail a little bit in voice acting. And I felt like this when I was <laughs> at least especially talking to the main character, they did a great job of conveying their emotions through their voice and stuff. I saw him a few days ago. He was still alive. So I was wondering, you know, what did it take to find these voice actors? I will take that as a compliment because this is my first time uh, directing something like this. The talent that we found, we found it on uh, Fiverr.com. Oh, wow. So it's an online uh, website where you can find, you know, freelancers and people who do voice acting. I would say that it's challenging because it's not directing in the sense that you're in the same studio and then you're providing feedback all the time, but you know, you ask them to do to read the the script and then they send you over their their recordings and then you give them some feedback. You know, it, it goes back and forth. It takes a little more time, but it, it was a good experience. That's so awesome. I just think they did a really great job with the the voice acting. That's something that is really important in a game because if the voice acting is bad <laughs> it's gonna really take you out mm -hmm. yeah these days it, it's it's really cheap i would say that as long as you're not like you know going to la and like finding mm -hmm. the the top talent then you can get it done starting at 10 or 15 or 20 dollars wow. yeah depending on 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 the scale of of your project yeah, that's awesome. So you talked a little bit about how there's a 
slight possibility of continuing the story. And we saw your, or I saw that your website has a spot for episode two. Are there any plans for when episode two will be released or does that kind of depend on other factors? When I worked on the first episode, um, I was hoping that there would be at least three episodes and I wanted to see, you know, the people's reaction um, if they uh, buy the first episode and then go on to the next one and the next one. But unfortunately, I didn't have enough uh, resources, you know, namely time and money to do all three of them. So I, I did the first one and now I, I really hope I, I get to make more of this. But, you know, it depends on, on a lot of things, depends on if I get funding on this. So uh, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. You know, there's, there's something going on that, that I cannot talk about. But, you know, hopefully there, there's a chance that, that I get to, to make more of this. If you play the game and, and you like it, um, please go to the store page, leave a rating or a review. You know, that will help not just me, but it will show that, you know, this kind of game can survive and, and there's a, a demand for it. So yeah, uh, support us. Definitely. Definitely. I, I think that you did a splendid job and I've done, uh, before we met or before I even knew we we've had on some lists and people have asked about it and I've heard back, they were like, wow, that was really cool. So what, what else was there that we didn't cover that you'd love people to know? Is there anything else you'd like to tell about your studio or the games themselves? Uh, I, I'm not a studio. I'm just a, a solo developer, but <laughs> you're here single person studio. Yeah, I know when you said that, yeah. <laughs> that, that surprised me. I really thought there had to be more people working on this. I wanted to talk about this genre because I think there's a place for it in VR. It just has to be discovered because a lot of things that that take place in VR, I think people take it for granted. You know, they, they go to shooting games or sports games. You know, those are the obvious ones. But there's also something else that, that feels like it has its place in VR. And I think storytelling is is one of that. If you haven't tried this game yet, you know, give it a try and see how, how you feel afterwards. If you're into story-driven games, but you don't have a VR headset, or if you can borrow a VR headset, you know, I definitely recommend you check it out because it's really uh, it's really cheap. It's uh, $1.99. And try to compare, you know, the feelings of watching a movie or a TV show to playing this. So I think this this has a future, you know, the, the feelings that you get out of it is different and it feels a lot more personal than than watching a, a traditional medium so yeah I, I i just recommend you check it out yeah and you can't go wrong because the first chapter at least is free and i even mm -hmm. asked in the original video when i talked about this i was like i would love to know if anyone out there tried the first chapter and then didn't pay the dollar ninety nine to do the rest because there was no way after that first chapter I wasn't gonna pay that. It, you, it could have been a lot more money and I would have paid it because I wanted to see <laughs> what was gonna happen to this character. And I think that the VR scene, the whole world of VR, yet it's still kind of struggling to find how to do storytelling right and where to go. But like Baobab Studios, who's made a bunch of different, you know, not quite as interactive as yours, but a bunch of different experiences like this has shown it is very possible. But we have to figure out how do we drive the narratives in the right way? How do we keep the user's attention on where we need to see? It's not like a movie that's only showing you one scene at a time. You can turn and look, be looking the wrong direction when something happens and miss it. So there's a lot. Mm. It's complex. And that has to all be sorted. But there is nothing more powerful to me than what VR can do by putting you in the shoes of a character 
and taking you through their journey when it comes to creating empathy. And you did something here that was really magical. That's why you're one of the first guests we actually sought out and brought you on. Most everyone else who's ever been on this podcast asked us to come on, said they wanted to come on and talk to us. But after I played this, I was like, we got to find this person that made this and talk to them. So kudos. Well, thanks so much. Yeah, I'm, uh, it's it's a pleasure. It's a, it's an honor <laughs> to be invited. Yeah, thank you. We're so happy to have you on, and I am so thankful. I I really appreciate you bringing this story to VR because there is just too much of all these shooter games and you know action games it's like okay we have enough action we have enough shooters we need stories we need something different and how about let's use vr to create more empathy to bring people together instead of just like shoot everybody so i really (laughs) appreciate that well we'll make sure of course there's gonna be a link in the description for anyone who's listening or watching to go try this out themselves check out that first chapter for free and if you like it you buy it make sure of course leave a rating i've got to say you say you say it was an honor to be invited here but it was an honor to meet you and to talk to you about this because I, I haven't had a game hit me that hard in a very long time. So let one more, just one more thank you. Really, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on. It's been so great to hear from you. Thank you. Well, hey, if you're out there and you're listening to this podcast, remember, you can come see some of the game footage here on YouTube. Or if you're here on YouTube, remember, we're everywhere to go uh, with you on audio platforms. So make sure the podcast is here for you. If you're out there, you're throwing out some nice ratings. You can also rate and review us. We appreciate that too. But if you've been thinking about VR for a while, this might be finally the one that brings you in and it's time to just dive on in. Dive on in.